Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker, and mentor passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. Nearly every business leader wants to build a brand customers crave and that people are passionate to work for. So what's the secret to achieve this and thrive into the future? Well, one answer is apply the zero in formula by Dennis Gillen, which connects to my heart and science CX framework. In this podcast episode, Dennis and I discuss the importance of understanding your customer needs and how it can lead to sustainable growth. You'll learn how to zero in on your customers to improve their experiences and drive innovation through practical steps. Dennis is an accidental entrepreneur and author, and his stories are fun and inspiring. Whether you want to launch a business or a side hustle, or take your organization to a new innovative level. I especially like the case study he discusses about Jesse Cole, owner of Savannah Bananas, and you'll understand what doing CX right truly means from this example. Please subscribe to my podcast and newsletter for updates and contact me for help in doing CX right anytime, as there's no reason to ever have bad experiences. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, Dennis Giel, and welcome to the Doing CX Right Show. Hey, Stacey. Thanks so much for having me. I am very happy to be with you because, one, I'm inspired by your journey, your stories. You put out a lot on social media to kind of tease us with your stories to want to know you more. And well, you got me. I want to know more. Here we are. (laughs) Yes. So let's tell the audience, in case they don't know you, what do you do for a living? Who are you? Great question. Um, I would say I am a solopreneur consultant slash author slash coach slash speaker. (laughs) So many hats there. Mm. And what is your passion? What and why? Yeah, really, the whole coaching and consulting thing is just because I, I just love digging in and helping others with their business, whether that's an individual and they're a solopreneur like me or whether it's a large company, but mm-hmm. helping them get to the root of their issues and implementing different strategies. I just, uh, I don't know, that, very rewarding for me to do that. What is the difference between coaching and consulting in your view? Are they the same? Similar. When I'm working with businesses, I refer to that as consulting. Um, when I'm working with individuals, I refer to that as my my coaching. So, mm. and consulting versus advising, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, similar. It all depends on how deep into the weeds you want to get. Uh, really, I guess. Right. If if some companies bringing you in at a very high level to help with some strategy and they just want your advice, you're probably coming in more as an advisor. If you're rolling up your sleeves and helping them mm. implement some of those plans, you're probably working more as an operational consultant in that capacity. So, I like that difference because people, especially who are pivoting to entrepreneurship, and there's so many now, including Mm -hmm. people with side hustles that I had for many, many years. 
there's an important distinction to identify who are you, what do you do? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I, I like your your viewpoint. It, it was definitely a journey for me because I wasn't sure in the beginning uh, what would I enjoy more, uh, getting in and rolling up my sleeves and, and getting involved with helping implement some of the stuff or would I enjoy more coming in, just doing some workshops, some advising. So I had to t- kind of test both out to see which one really lit my fire. Right? Hmm. What do you feel people actually want more of? Good question. I think it depends. I think they they want your advice so long as it somewhat aligns with their thinking. And then at the end of the day, they probably do want somebody to help them implement because if they could do it themselves, they would have done it already. So they're usually looking Mm. for some sort of combination of both. Mm. So before we get into the meat of the topics here, tell me what's one fun fact that people might not know about you? Um, so personally, I am a huge Boston sports fan. I don't live in Boston. I don't even live in the US. I I live in Ontario, Canada, but I'm a huge Red Sox and Bruins fan, uh, have been for the past 30 something years. So you probably would not know that unless you knew me personally. So Mm -hmm. no, definitely not. And did you say there's a professional fun fact? Uh, professional fun fact, I would say, uh, I even though now for the last five years, I've been a successful solopreneur for the first 40 something years of my life. I didn't think I had an entrepreneurial bone in my body. And people are typically surprised when they hear that. And that's why I, I titled my book, The Accidental Solopreneur. I fell yeah. into this and found out I actually, I actually really love it. So, Oh, that's such a good eye-opener. I bet a lot of people Mm -hmm. are going to relate to that. Mm. So this is the Doing CX Right Show. So with Mm -hmm. that, what does customer experience mean to you? Yeah, so this is really the root of my business consulting. And really, for me, it's about a a combination of being customer-centric and innovative. I really believe those two things have to go together if you're going to deliver a great customer experience. And I do think those two things have to go together if you plan on building a long-term, sustainable, successful company that you have to be rooted in being as customer-centric and innovative as possible. So you're, you're ingraining those things into your culture. It's Everything is about the customer. How can we get closer to the customer? How can we understand the customer better? How can we collect more data about the, the ways our customers think and their habits? And that's, to me, being customer-centric. And then you mm. combine that with the innovative side. How do we make sure that we're finding new and better ways to serve our customers, that we're not just resting on our laurels or we're not just being happy with the status quo, that we're always pushing for different and better? So. I truly believe when you combine those two things, that's when you get an amazing customer experience. Zero in. Mm-hmm. Literally, literally, let's zero in. Yeah. <laughs> what does zero in represent to you besides a lot of what you speak and write about? But let's right, let's right. let's start broad and then narrow. Sure. So zero in is is the name of my consulting company. And the reason I I named it that was because there's a ton of noise out there and there's a ton of shiny object syndrome and there's tons of trends that you see. 
At the end of the day, like I said, I truly believe if you really want a successful business, make sure you're as customer-centric and innovative as possible. Zero in on those two things. Make that your core. Zero in on those. And then the rest is like window dressing, right? Hey, we'll add mm -hmm. some better stuff here, some stuff there, but this is our route. This is what we're zeroing in on. Mm. All right, so let's segment this a little bit. There's solopreneurs listening, small businesses, startups listening. Let's start with them. Sure. How do they begin to zero in and ensure that they're doing what you're describing right? right. What can they do? Sure. So on the customer-centric side, a couple of things that I advise every company, big or small, you can always do is, A, talk to your customers. You'd be surprised at how many companies just don't. They assume, right? And oh, I, I think this is what our customers need. Really? Have you asked them? Have you talked to them? Where did you get that from? And if you can't talk to your customers um, for whatever reason, be a customer of your own product or service or one like it. And then pay attention. How does it feel? What does it feel like to actually go through the customer journey of buying my own product or using my own service? That is going to tell you a ton about what does it probably feel like for other people to be a customer uh, of your company. So whether you're a solopreneur, small business, or large, those are two things you can do right away at no cost. On the innovative side, this now gets a lot more into your mindset, your approach, how you see things. And what I like to tell people is our brains are lazy. By default, hmm. our brains are always looking for the fastest, simplest, most comfortable, safe way to do something. That's our normal state. So what the best innovative companies do is they have to intentionally get their brains out of that state. So how do we make sure we are causing people to look at things differently, see things differently? Just get them to do things differently, right? Mm -hmm. If you normally have meetings together in the same boardroom, around the same table, switch it up. Go for a walking meeting. If you normally start the meeting off with some sort of icebreaker, do it differently. If people normally get and sit down in the same spot, switch it up. Make them talk to different people. It just gets those synapses firing. And those are just some very simple things you can do. And then when I get into some innovation workshops, we get into a lot deeper, you know, now what can you do on a bigger level? So you're unlocking those innovative ideas that are below the surface, not those easy ones that are anybody can think of that just sit down in a meeting room, right? Mm, yes. And it reminds me, and before I said solopreneurs and small small businesses, but you're right, this is every size business really mm -hmm. can be doing this. It also reminds me of the importance of hiring for diversity. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. What, what's your view on this whole, it's a big topic. Yeah. Uh, diversity and inclusion are, are both very hot topics, but they're also foundational to an innovative culture. So I like to think of diversity inclusion as getting invited to the party. That's diversity. You invite a bunch of different people from different backgrounds, different cultures, whatever, to your party. Great. You've got a diverse crowd there. Asking them to participate, that's inclusion. 
So you see this a lot in in companies where, oh, we hired this person and that person and look how diverse we are. Great. Do they have a say? Have you created an environment where their opinion uh, is safe, where they're encouraged? That's the inclusion part. So when you can design your brainstorming meetings where you've got a diverse group of people there, and that could just be people from different parts of the company, people from different levels of leadership, people from the front lines, people from sales, diverse opinions. Then you add in diverse cultures, you, you add in diverse experiences. Now you're getting a lot of different perceptions in the room, but you also have to create the environment where everybody's opinions and thoughts are encouraged and supported. That's when the real innovative ideas start coming out. So you, you touched on a huge thing that I go into in my innovation consulting is diversity and inclusion aren't just buzzwords. They are integral to innovation. Ooh, well, very well said. <laughs> and what I also advise companies that I've worked for or advise is that you have to create your personas marketing CX typically start with personas for their average normal buyer and prospects. Mm -hmm. And they have to develop those personas and care for diversity, have to design for people with different abilities or, or disabilities, whatever the right way to phrase that. And yep. a lot of times companies forget to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more like they're checking a checkbox than actually doing it with intention, right? Right. So, all right. So you, we create those personas. Let's say they're doing that right. Now, you brought up before the journey, the customer journey. Oh, you're singing my music. Talk to me about what journey mapping means to you and what does it have to do with zeroing in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great, great question. So journey mapping for me is really looking at what are all the major touch points a, or interactions a potential customer would have with you. Um, and then as they come a, become a customer, what touch points and interactions do they have with you? Uh, and then looking at, are we designing those intentionally so that they get the experience we want them to? Mm -hmm. Or is it happening to them? Right. Let's make sure that it's it's something that we want them to experience. Um, whether that's through our website, whether that's through our call center, whether that's when they're talking with somebody in customer service or sales or operations, doesn't matter. What do we want that interaction to look and feel like? With as less friction, as much personalization, as engaging as possible. Um, really mapping that out and being intentional about it. I believe in this so much. And for solopreneurs and small businesses, and I think big companies have a lot of resources that are likely doing it in-house or they're getting help. They're they're sophisticated. But yeah. smaller companies that have less budget, I want them to realize how important this is. And you can do it very simply, Yeah, but but have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about being intentional. It's all about zeroing in and making sure this is what your company's about. And yeah. you are designing that experience. It's not just happening to your customer, mm -hmm. like we said, right? Mm. You brought up designing it. 
What I want to also emphasize is validating what you decide, what you designed. Right. Yeah, good point. How do you explain that in terms of what does validation mean to you? Well, there's different ways of measuring, right? There's there's NPS, there's customer satisfaction, um, there's just customer interviews. But however you decide, you need to be intentional to say, hey, this is what we want the customer to experience at this touch point, at this interaction. How are we making sure that is what's happening? How are we hearing from the customer that is what they're experiencing? So there's there's several ways of doing that. Pick the one that works best for you, but make sure you're intentionally doing it, right? Yeah. Well, now I'm going to bring up a paradox. So you're talking a lot about intentionality. Mm-hmm. We're doing CX on purpose. Yes. Now you're an accidental solopreneur, entrepreneur. Yes, yep. And you talk a lot about happy accidents. Yes. There's a paradox in a way. Yes, yep. Yeah, so I, I talk a lot about happy accidents in the frame that um, somebody wasn't intending to go down a certain path with their life, with their career, and then through some sort of chance encounter, some serendipitous moment or some sort of happy accidents, mm-hmm. they find themselves going in a direction they never thought they were going to. And I write a lot about this online, about famous companies, famous products, solopreneurs that accidentally invented something, started a business they never intended to, and it turned out really well. Where it's not a paradox is once they discover that, they're very intentional to go, ah, this was never my intention, but now that it is, I know I've got something. My curiosity brought me here. A circumstantial scenario brought me here. Some sort of chance encounter brought me here. But now that I'm here, I'm going to zero in and make something out of this. That's a wonderful explanation. And I relate. I get it. Mm. I really do. Intentionality, serendipity. Those are thought-provoking words. And (laughs) it's what life is about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so many amazing stories out there of like so many successful products, companies that we just take for granted have always been there and intentionally were built that way. When you when you go back to the root of their story, it's like, oh, actually, they they tripped across that idea. That was not something they set out to invent or start in the first place. And some mm-hmm. of the best stories are actually happy accidents. So let's tell stories here. What is all right? One of what what's one of your favorites where a company demonstrates all that you're talking about and mm. and actually is winning because of what I call doing customer experience right? Yeah. I mean there's all the obvious ones, the Apples, the Amazons, the Googles. I love the story of Jesse Cole and the Savannah Bananas. I'm not sure if you're familiar. They're they're a minor league baseball team. I interviewed Jesse um, when I was writing my book, The Zero In Formula. You will not find a more customer-centric and innovative person and culture within an organization than you will with Jesse Cole and the Savannah Bananas. They, They turned the whole baseball experience upside down. 
And they just started with, what is it people don't like when they go to a baseball game? They don't like being gouged with all these extra costs when they get, oh, we, we, pay, we bought the ticket, now we got to pay to park. Now we got to pay for food. Now we got to pay for the right? So they just came up with one price. That's it. This is how much it costs to come to our game. That includes parking. That's your food. That's everything. Wow. What a great customer-centric experience they just created there. Okay, we don't like all the advertising that's all over the place. We're, we're here to watch a baseball game. Okay, great. They removed all advertising from the outfield fences. You know, we don't like the fact that the game can sometimes drag on and be slow. Great. They implemented new rules. They created a new version of baseball called Banana Ball. Now, they don't play this in their regular season games, but they do these exhibition games where they have a whole different version of baseball that's more fun and upbeat and exciting. They're just constantly finding new, innovative ways to make the experience at their baseball games as exciting for what the what the fan wants to see. And uh, every time I see a post from him, every time I talk to him, every time I see what they're doing, I'm just like, well, there they go again. Something more customer-centric and innovative that never would have thought of. It sounds like there's a lot of transparency that people really crave that that they're doing well. They're being forthright. Here's what you pay. Here's the value. Here's what you get. Yeah. And it's not like surprises or hidden costs. Right. Yeah. Is that what but, part of what they're doing? Extremely important to them that the fans feel like this is for them. It's not a way to make money, that they're not a, a business. They're at a baseball game. And then Jesse will tell you, they're not afraid to try new things and fail. He'll tell you they've tried thousands of things that did not go over well. Different things they've tried during a game to add some humor or excitement. Well, that one flopped. Let's put that one in the don't do again pile and let's try something else tomorrow. They're constantly trying new things. So I just love that, mm -hmm. that innovative and creative culture that they bring to the organization. It also, I'm making an assumption here that the trying things, some win, some fail, but the innovation and the trying new things, I'm assuming that they are getting the voice of the customer to yes. determine that. Yes, very, very in tune. They have suggestion boxes all over the stadium where uh -huh. fans can put ideas in there. They're constantly going through them doesn't mean they have to take every suggestion, but they want to hear from the fans, right? So uh, yeah. it's one thing to say, hey, I think we should do this. It's another thing to hear from a fan, hey, I think you should do that because here's what I experienced at the game today, right? And that's gold. Mm. Did you get any insight to the business growth or lift in how that's working from them from a, a financial, not, not hidden yeah. secret information, yeah. but... Yeah. Anything in that way? You know, he'll publicly tell you when him and his wife bought the team, attendance was at an all-time low. They were living out of their car because it took everything they had to buy the team. Only in a, a, shoe, a few short years later, every game is sold out. Um, they now do national tours where when the season's over, they go around the country and they play exhibition games because people want to see this banana ball. Um, profit and revenue's gone through the roof because they were zeroing in on being customer centric and innovative, it's it's. Uh, I mean, the ROI is is proof right there. So. Mm, that's a great example. Mm -hmm. Well, as we are going to uh, get to the end here, I told you it goes fast. 
<laughs> few few last questions for you, and that is sure. one leadership. We know mm. factually that you can't have a great customer experience without leaders and yeah. people really engaged. Yeah. When you think about your career, what is the best advice that you've received mm. or that you've given because you passed it on from somebody? Yeah. I mean, there, there's tons, but the, the probably the one that stands out the most would be always try and listen to understand instead of listen to respond, whether that's with other employees, whether that's with your customers. It's not about you. If somebody has come into your office and they want to talk to you about something, they are feeling something. They are experiencing something. Listen to understand. If a customer is complaining about something, listen to understand. What's the root of why they're saying that? Not just to be defensive and to respond. It sounds so basic and you are right. It doesn't happen enough. Yeah, simple but not easy. Yes, Mm. it's limited listening. Yeah, exactly. And I think going back to what we talked before, it's the intentionality. I am sitting here with you now on purpose to listen Mm -hmm. to what you've learned and experienced. So, And people are listening to this show right now intentionally with their time. So take this out into your workplace and your home. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this applies to personal relationships, right? You're talking with your kids, you're talking with your your partner, your spouse. Listen to understand, don't listen to respond. So if I had a ton of leaders in my room, solopreneurs, small business, large CEOs, you name them, they're looking, mm-hmm. they're hungry for transforming, innovating with customer experience at the forefront, What's your best advice? What do you want them to remember? For me, it's, it's, you don't have to have the best product. You don't have to have the lowest price um, to be successful long-term. Some of those things are good. um, And some of those things are only for the short-term. But if you truly want a long-term successful business, you need to focus on being as customer-centric and innovative as possible. That's my main message. I agree. And you said price before. We mm. know that people don't buy just based on price. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's a perception too, right? Lowest price also gets associated with low value, right? So do you want that race to the bottom? Do you want that to be what you're known for? Yeah. Um, probably not. Right. There's a fine line. And we know mm-hmm. that if you can buy you know, this shirt I'm wearing in multiple stores and the price is relatively the same, we're going to go to a company like Nordstrom where everything's just easy and delightful. Right. Exactly. Right? Even for a little yep. bit more money. Yep. And think about you your younger 20-year-old self, based on what you know now that you didn't know then, Mm -hmm. what would you tell younger Dennis? Boy, um, I guess a few things. First of all, hopefully younger Dennis would be willing to listen. That's a whole other story. Uh, But what would I tell him? One, don't be afraid to take some risks. I used to be extremely risk-averse 
I, like I said off the top, I didn't think I had an entrepreneurial bone in my body. I was um, afraid of the unknown. I would just tell myself, don't be so afraid. Take some calculated risks. Go mm-hmm. for it. That's where the learning is. That's where the growth is. And the other thing is probably be a giver, build relationships, right? It's the, the more that you can help other people, the more that you can serve other people, the more rewarding that's going to be for you in the end. Mm. Going to risk for a second. How did you become more comfortable with risk and being comfortable with what's uncomfortable? Mm. Uh, short answer, my wife. Um, she has been a huge support. She was the one that actually encouraged me when I was laid off for the first time ever in my life. She said, hey, you know, maybe now's a good time to bet on yourself and go for it. My inclination in the beginning was, no, 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 I just got to jump back in and get another job. That's the safe, that's the comfortable route. And it was only through her support and her encouragement that I did t- dip my toe in. And that's when I realized, oh, I can do this. And I built up some mm-hmm. confidence. But it was really having that supportive partner that was the huge push for me. So everyone listening, whether you have a partner, a friend, anybody that is close who knows you, you've got to lean on them. You need an accountability partner because that's how you get clarity and the desire to push through the fear mm. that you talk about. Yeah, it, it was huge for me. I relate again so much to that advice. Well, mm. thank you so much for being on my show. And in the sh- in the notes, people will find the links to your books and resources and your website and social channels because I know that they're going to want to connect with you. Mm, that's great. Thanks again for having me on, Stacey. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you will apply the lesson shared and also requesting if you would leave a review on Apple, it would mean a lot. Head over to doingcxright.com to learn more ways to connect with me and improve your CX. Until next time, I'm Stacey Sherman, Doing CX Right.